Hey everyone, it's Sammy and Allison, and today we're going to talk all about the power of emotion. Now this topic is inspired directly from a a TikToker, not a YouTuber, um, called Alex James Says, and this scientist was talking about (laughs) their frustration about the fact that they were trying to discuss the God particle, or what scientists call the Higgs boson particle. Her stuff was not even getting pushed out to people, but things about the God particle being like scary or being discovered or being transformed into the big bang. These things were getting pushed out. And I looked at Alice and I said, yeah, that's because the goal of social media is to keep you on social media for as long as humanly possible. So they will choose the most emotionally impacting videos, right? Because they want to put you through a roller coaster of emotions. That way you keep sticking on it because that provides a certain level of dopamine hits. Just like when someone likes or follows or whatever you, you get a dopamine hit from that. You get some serotonin going whenever you're going through a bunch of emotional changes. So her stuff wasn't getting pushed out there because it was just facts about the Higgs boson particle instead of like kind of the fear mongering things that other people were putting out there. So Allison brought up a really good point of maybe we should discuss today emotions Mm -hmm. and the power they hold. Yeah. Because we're sweet little electric bodies, right? And emotions are, (laughs) we can blow up and create universes based on our laughing and crying. You know, when the collective has a certain feeling about something, it's generally charged and that thing manifests, right? So for consistently manifesting fear, and that's what's being shown, and that's what's encouraging people to stay in this state of fight or flight, we can't change and we fight against things. And so the universe pushes against our agenda, right? Mother Teresa always said something that just stuck with me forever regarding to energy. And it was so simple. She said, I'm never going to attend an anti-war meeting, but I will attend a pro-peace one. And I thought just those little change of words, because really we think that's the same thing, but it's not. It's the intention, it's the energy that we put into it. And we come to find that when we stay in the state of fear, more fear perpetuates, right? We More things happen because it's so, it's such a wild and strong emotion. And a lot of times, um, you know, you go back in time, especially now women should not be seen or heard or any of that or not have a voice is because we're powerhouses, ladies. We are portals. And when we have an emotion, I mean, you know this, right? Just going through our cycles. And like, especially if you're one who experiences a very deep hormonal change with PMS and what that kind of rage factor does and how that shifts everything. But so much of energy work and healing and all of that also is with intention through emotions. And that ties so deeply in with the soul language too, because it's all about emotion and something that the old school prophets talk about that love is everything and being in a state of love and allowing the situations to kind of go over you like a river and you remain the metronome, you keep your emotions steady, right? Because whatever happens, it's all love. So all of this is tied together and 
it's time, you know, Sammy and I are really talking about it and how you can really take your life back, like take your power back in that way by really tuning into your emotions and allowing them to move through your body, to move through your systems, to experience them. This is what it's about being a human, right? Yeah, okay, it's about love and light and sending and unity and all of that. But like, what's the point if we don't go on the roller coaster, right? Like, there's no point if we just get on and then go through it and then get off without truly experiencing every little piece of being a human, right? We've got these voice boxes, this heartbeat, this electrical system. And when we get together collectively, with through emotion, right? Through love, through intentional emotional amplification, we can just co-create the greatest and best world for ourselves. And the same goes with the other side of love, that fear factor. And when we're all collectively charged that way, more fear is birthed, right? Mm -hmm. Power, power. I think it also brings up Another important, um, it might have been you who sent this TikTok to me, and it was about human consciousness. Yeah. And how um all of all of consciousness is sort of linked together and they showed unity. Um, they had this picture of like a thousand people that made up the picture. And when they first showed it in um the UK to people, people could only pick out like there's like a thousand faces all together, and people could maybe pick out like three or four faces mm -hmm. on average and then they just traveled all over the world and they did this experiment again but this time they pointed out a whole they pointed out each face to every person had them focusing on each face and then they went back to the uk and did the experiment again and guess what people in the uk could point out way more faces than just three or four so I think they do an experiment with like monkeys oh, yeah, too monkeys. right that's a wild so they go to this little island I'm going to say it's Japan, so it might not be. Um, and they start giving the monkeys, leaving the monkeys sweet potatoes on the beach, right? And so these monkeys, start, they're like, woohoo, sweet potatoes, and they start eating them. And then one day, one of the monkeys decides to dip her sweet potato in the water. And so she's doing it, and then generationally, other monkeys start seeing it, and so after two or so generations, I believe, um, everyone's doing it. All the monkeys. They're do washing it. the sand off yeah. the sweet potato by yeah. dunking it in the water. Right. So it's like an upgrade to eating, right? You don't have <laughs> sand in your mouth. But what was crazy is they started seeing other monkeys doing in the island. I'm like, wow, that's really wild. They've never interacted. But then what got totally nuts is globally, every monkey started doing it. And they were like, how is this even possible? And it really blew the ability of how we're connected out the gate for scientists, right? Because now it's like, well, how, how, right? And how and the why. And, and it really does talk about so much about how we are truly connected, which is why it's so important for us to come here and work together to, to work through our emotions and our, and our inner child, because what happens is we're taught, right? So, and notice that when you go on social media, the ones that have the most um, likes or notices or shares are the ones that are really emotionally charged, right? Um, and it's okay to have these emotions, right? But really take time to look at who's using them, who's trapped in them, you know, and who's really feeling them. And it's a great discernment practice because you start seeing people, they're like, oh, I'm getting more 
likes because I'm crying, right? So now I'm going to show you my crying all the time, but then that also doesn't allow for healing because that's where the dopamine hit is, right? It stagnates their growth in a way because they've just, they've just stayed in that one place. Once we get that dopamine hit from crying at a video and getting a lot of views and it's like, okay, now I've got a crying all the time. Well, then that puts you in a mindset of being sad all the time, which then makes you vulnerable all the time, which then makes you easier to, I don't know. I don't really believe in the term psychically attack. I don't know what I believe in, but I definitely don't believe in the term psychically attack. Energetic transfer. Yeah. It it allows for energies to kind of come in and mess with you in a way that if you were more true to your emotions and yourself would be different. I'm noticing this combination of emotions and um, conscious connection in the form of our sanctuary spaces. Mm. So we've been talking about these sanctuary spaces and how things are coming to a head soon and how we just feel like we really need to get prepared. We really need to make safe spaces. And yeah, a little bit of that was inspired by the COVID pandemic and really feeling out of control and knowing that society could change in a moment, I'm sure, in some ways. But we've been talking about it more and more. And what we've noticed now is a bunch of people are talking about starting sanctuary spaces. Now, they could have been having this idea and talking about it long before we even came up with the idea. But what I'm saying is, is we're in the flow of the river of consciousness of creating these spaces, basically, right? Mm -hmm. So whether it was us or someone else who came up with the kind of the exact same concept that we're going for here, um, maybe someone else came up with it, and then we're all connected to the same consciousness and it inspired us to come up with that that thing as well whatever that may be it is interesting to see um the actual term sanctuaries being brought up with the idea that sanctuary spaces will be created to live off the grid outside of society and to provide a safe space for all different types of people the fact that that exact term is being affiliated with that exact description now is kind of blowing my mind. You can just see how just us talking about this over and over again, people we've never even met before. Now I'm seeing all kinds of TikTok videos popping up, all types of YouTube videos popping yeah, up love it. on people who are like, hey guys, let's band together as a community and, and buy a big parcel of land and live together. And this is not a new concept. They had communes in the 60s. This is not particularly like a new flavor, of course, but the exact definition of what we're trying to do with these five pillars and just recreating the way that we live as a society on the globe, that's a new concept. The other thing that I've noticed popping up, and I don't know how comfortable you'd feel about talking about this, is the term soul language. You know, Allison started using soul language, and I think we described it in our first podcast, what it is, the difference between it and light language. And now we're seeing people that we don't even know using the term soul language. And then we found out. Oh, yeah. So we we like went back in time. I was like, there's just no way, you know, because, you know, like when you come up with something or something comes to use all channeled, right, it comes from somewhere. So we started Googling it because in the beginning, like a number of years ago, um, when I was activated, I, I couldn't find anything on the Internet. And so come to find out, we did some um, Googling and we found that there is this woman um, who's been using the term soul language. She's got a website since 2014 and it's kind of like a, a restricted version almost sort of like, like the, the core is there, right? The idea of that we can tap into our own power and our own soul and speak through our emotions, right? Cause they're wild and 
and crazy and fun and all of that, right? Unhinged in a way, right? And unhindered by designed languages. And so she kind of talks about that and what she does. And it's a very structured, right? What she's doing, it's cool. And I was like, wow, look at that. Since 2014, someone had been had been doing that. And it's just so interesting how it is because you see it on like the hashtags are coming around and doing all of that. And I, I, I think it's really great how we can take words and give them a different, like they have the same core idea, right? But we take them to different places and how it really is within our own consciousness, right? That our collective, our soul tribe really has this calling in our own unique way to come together, right? And because we're all part of different symphonies, right? And different songs and how we're doing that. And helping each other along the way, supporting and learning our lessons and the ebbing and flowing and all of that. But it's crazy. That was nuts. The first time I ever encountered this phenomenon was when I was, um, I want to say it was my sophomore year of college at Purdue, and I was taking a linguistics class. And my professor was from New Zealand, and he was talking about the way language develops and how it shifts over, a, you know, over a fairly short period of time, it will shift. And I was like, how do they all know prior to the internet, right? We always think of like, we always think of the internet, like, well, now it's such a small world because we have the internet, we can jump on and learn about whatever we want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be like, but how do they know in ancient times to like, start shifting from like doth and shall and you know right. that kind of language to the more modern language we have and it just kind of clicked with me a couple of days ago oh it's because when we update the collective consciousness of that language it updates it's like a human booted upgrade it's like a computer right it's like oh upgrade completed mm-hmm. and then humanity kind of takes that idea and goes mm-hmm. and i just I'm so fascinated with this concept and how emotions can also be a part of the major consciousness. I think a lot of us were feeling like the world was ending and that some really big bad things were coming up. And now I'm sitting here questioning myself, are the recent changes um, to our governments and laws something that we all sat and kind of co-created because we were all like, oh crap, the world's going to end. And now some laws have shifted to really make it feel like the world is going to end. Like I can, I guess I can just really understand and feel the whole collective conscious now that I'm aware of it. I can kind of tune in and be like, ooh, the collective conscious really wants to not move towards war, but they're wanting to move towards, you know, decentralization and, and here are some choices for us. It just, I feel like it's allowed, and th- and this is, of course, um, with major help from Allison and Jennifer Wardlow have, have made me more aware of the ability to tune into this and really figure this out. <laughs> I'm not saying like, oh, now I've just automatically have these abilities yeah. to tune into the universe. No, I've watched the both of them really do that and tune into it. And I've listened to their conversations and thought, hey, can I do this too? And guess what? Because they can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Kaylee talks about that all the time, right? And we talk about that. Um, that's why I love so much. She started that spiritual development group because it's really about us coming together and saying, well, if one of us can, we all can. Right. And that does go back to the teachings of a lot of the older prophets before their words got construed into the human world, but it really all is all within us. And there's something about really being intentional with our thoughts and feelings and, 
and going through that and the power that they hold within and the lessons that come through and to give voice to them. And this is so much of why we're so moved to move into the circles and really have these deep talks amongst us, right? Because we're all feeling this way in some kind of capacity or maybe not at all because we all have to hold the frequency. But what I find it so fascinating is, is when we start getting into our human design and our side rail charts and our tropical natal charts and all the other beautiful things that come into that, our codes and everything and how, you know, we've collectively like agreed to this blueprint and kind of allowed, yeah, these certain things happen, but how do they happen, right? And tuning into these other channels and learning that, you know, these other frequencies have agendas too, right? And so, because everybody has free will. And what does that mean? Um, And really digging into the core of, for me, of what my emotions are, at least is, are they true? Am I real? Is this real to me? What is my personal truth? And really going with that and really surrendering and releasing everything, you know, especially um, something that you've taught me, Sammy, is to really kind of step outside of my emotions a little bit more and um, watch them in that way and kind of go back and watch them and, and look at the situations that have had happened without the emotion and what it really looks like. And it's allowed me to see the emotion outside of myself and see the bigger context and how my emotions have been activated to help push me and to help um, really allow me to grow in a way that I wouldn't had I not been emotionally charged by something. And, you know, I'm an Aquarian at heart, man. I'm an extremist all the way. I feel everything so deeply. And, but that is part of what I believe to know is my personal truth, my power, um, because I've seen it and known it and felt it. And now that that is something that is settled within me, the next is taking myself out of that and really understanding how my emotions have allowed me to get to where we are today. And we're so close, like we're on the precipice of like getting land and, and which falls right in line with our charts, right? Our reading with Rakesh and how that with the schools and the communities and everything and how it's just been such a joy for us to watch it all grow, how you know, we started this find your path thing last year and how that's now moving to Virginia and growing there. And, you know, they're wanting to host that and, you know, and all these support things coming up with all different ways to support each other because we all are coming back together again through our heart space, through our wanting to be with our emotions wholly and completely and be able to experience the vast array of them, right? The rainbow and be supported in that and not be shunned for having too much or too little or, you know, grief is a great one. You know, they say there's so much to grief, right? Does grief ever, ever flow? And for those that have felt that grief, does it? I don't know. We don't have the answer, but now we're really starting to work together and stay connected in that way. I love emotions, you guys. I don't know if you've noticed. It is unique for an Aquarian to love emotion. I feel like this it's pretty like the textbook Aquarian runs from emotion. But I think you have all those beautiful, um, you have that Leo moon and um, what's your rising? Libra. Libra. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Libra is an air sign too, but it like will utilize all the happy emotions and really and really loves to live in that space too. Yeah, I that's the unique thing about Allison. There's something about the way she is that allows her to have the um, extreme intelligence and noticing and understanding of society that an Aquarius can have, but she's also very, very aware of other people's emotions, and she's really healing my like air sign wound <laughs> that I have in that way because she's able to do it all, which is really cool. She's a lot more balanced than the majority of the Aquarians that I've met, where they just sort of live in analytical science brain land and and never really leave that space. Well, and you've really been able to help me see that I can have these emotions and I really do let it go because what, what we spent a lot of time together, you guys, I don't know if you've noticed, um, working and getting, building all this stuff. And I, as, as Sammy has so beautifully coined it, I'm not sure what emotional state you'll be in today. So I just kind of prepare for all of them. And then we just go and through this time working together, right? And this is part of that intricate work of building a circle is that she has helped me really release things and really allow myself to let stuff go through the work of how you are as a Capricorn and really taking a look at things and seeing how it fits and does it fit and does it make sense, right? And then what that feels like when it is truly let go. And sometimes I still feel like I throw you off because you're like this thing. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I, I don't care about that anymore. And you're like, okay. So, so it is, an, it's, it is a lot, our emotions. And sometimes you get emotional too. Mm-hmm. She's unpredictable. She's got that Uranus unpredictability. Uranus. 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 Lord right. Uranus. I say it the way I say it. I'm a Hoosier. Ross Ben, yo. Ross Ben. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes I do get emotional. It's really hard for me. And um, I think it's funny that a Capricorn and an Aquarius are talking about emotions. Yeah, right? it's so weird. It's like the most hilarious two signs to be discussing this. Like, where's our friend Laura? Who's yeah, and Kaylee too. Kaylee, right? yeah, they'd be the ones. Um, and Lorna. But I think because we are able to stand outside of our emotions, we have the ability to do that. It makes us uniquely qualified to discuss the intricacies of them that someone who gets really caught up in them might not be able to see all the facets of them. Like you were saying, it allows you to look at the situation with and without the emotions and see how it would have impacted you. I think a water sign might have a trickier time because they will just remember the deep emotion and then stay in that place you know, and maybe have a hard time seeing outside of that. But they're so good at describing it though. Yeah. Yeah. And they're so good at holding you, holding space for you while you're going through it. Yeah. Which they're is like right there with you, which is something I can't do. Like if someone comes at me with a strong emotion, I'm like, you're making me uncomfortable right now. <laughs> like I have a hard mm-hmm. time, but when I have a strong emotion, I want someone who will understand and love and respect that emotion, even though I can't hold space for people in that way too. So yeah. And I, and I think that just goes back to why we're so passionate about co-creating these circles with everyone who says yes to them because all of our things are coming up, right? Being seen, being heard, being understood, holding space and really working together and, and, and stepping in and stepping out and directing as we go. And then eventually 
we kind of become enmeshed and we're able to really just stand and hold as one. We have so many beautiful people. We'll be getting them on soon, soonish, I hope, um, once we get some things settled out, um, letting this last turn kind of fall where it may. Emotions, you guys, emotions. It's your power. It's <laughs> so funny. Emotions, you guys. Emotions, emotions. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's, it's our power, right? So use that in your meditations. Mm-hmm. Use that when you're having it. And when I'm doing my healing stuff, right, I'm stepping into these emotions and I'm swirling them together and I'm powering them up and I'm calling in um, those frequencies that are tied to it, right? Like when I want to get stuff done mm-hmm. and I want it to be like, we're doing it. That's like the dragon, the phoenixes, um, any of that kind of stuff. When it's feeling like the vibrational frequency needs to really come up really fast, that's more of like the fey, right? When it's like super sweet and beautiful and healing, like the avians, the andromedans, like all of those different flavors. I know they all want to list now. The angels are like, and us, <laughs> right? I'm like, you guys, everyone's important, and you know, in our own selves, right? Dipping into our higher selves and you know, our oversoul and how, you know, we've all come from sound, right? The I am word mm-hmm. and how that really, and how we fractaled out of that and how that became emotion. And it's just such a beautiful thing. So it's so important for everyone Mm -hmm. to feel all of your emotions. I mean, we came as a human. We might as well get the whole variety package, right? Get the buffet, (laughs) y'all. I was reminded, we watched this clip from Gaia TV together, and I was reminded of the fact that emotionally feeling the end result of a manifestational desire Mm -hmm. is one of the most impactful things of, of bringing that manifestation into your reality. So the guy was saying, he was with a um, a more indigenous type of people, and they were teaching him that what they do whenever they want to manifest something is they go to a quiet space, and instead of saying, I deserve rain today, or um, uh, rain will come to me today, or some, whatever, however people phrase um, mm-hmm. their manifestation, or rain is already happening, or whatever, they would just picture and smell and, and feel. feel the rain. Mm-hmm. How it felt on the skin and the mud. Yeah. And I actually just used that in one of my sessions the other day. And he was Talk like, and then lo and behold, a couple of minutes later, it was storming raining and it stormed and it rained for like days and right. days and days. And he went to the guy and he's like, Hey man, you know, what do you do to like turn this off? And he's like, Oh yeah, we haven't figured that part out yet. I think that's one thing that when I'm trying to manifest, I tend to ignore because I'm a Capricorn is actually sitting and picturing what my life will be like when I receive that thing. Because I think once you get the feeling and you get yourself into the emotion of mm-hmm. that state, then you short, sort of shift yourself and prepare yourself to be that person who receives it, which is another massive component to manifestation is being able to get, I, we were just doing a live the other day and I told someone, hey, you're getting ready to turn into the type of person who receives the thing that you are dreaming of. Uh-huh. So I'm going to sneeze. Kidneys regulated. Exactly. Um, And so it was really, Mm -hmm. really interesting. I'm like finally putting together the pieces of manifestation that work for me. One, the feeling component is the most important component because it's, it's what drives everything else, right? It's what gets you ready. It's what 
allows you to put down the foundations in order to receive that thing that you want. Because I can say, I want to be a billionaire tomorrow, but am I ready to manage that amount of money? Am I ready to deal with the responsibilities that come with that? Am I ready to, you know, do I know enough about banking in order to handle that money effectively and make that money work for me? No. But if I spend some time sitting and thinking about what it would feel like to have that amount of money, then you're in that state and you're like, ooh, I need to be the type of person who is paying attention to the stock market Mm -hmm. now. I need to be the type of person who knows a little bit about real estate so I can see how that's going to work. And so I think having the emotional flair to a manifestation makes all the difference. Emotions, they're just really, really powerful. Yeah, they ignite the the movement and the action to learn more, to put yourself in that state, right? It's the very beginning. And what's super interesting is manifestation is actually easier for a divine feminine than a divine masculine, because the divine feminine is a portal already. And just hormonally that we change so much that we can pivot. And it's, it's, I'm finding working between my divine masculine and my divine feminine people that really explaining to the divine masculine for them to become a portal because that's not typically they're the giver right and and the divine feminine is is the receiver but in our world it's starting to become more equal in that way more balanced back to unity right the divine feminine is becoming more action oriented as well so the blending of that is so perfect but that's where like the tantric sex magic comes into you guys because you can use your emotions in that moment and manifest a ton of stuff Hashtag Temple of Isis. (laughs) So you can look into that too. There's like all kinds of stuff, but really stay, stay true to your emotions. Allow them to be notice, right? The first thing is just noticing like, and that's why they toss so much stuff out in the news. And that's why everything is so negative all the time. It's like always like the murder of a child or like war and all that stuff. And, you know, the first of it's saying is that really beneficial to your emotional state, right? Because if you're not in a balanced emotional state and you're constantly being pulled, then there's no way for you to be able to heal yourself, right? And if you can't heal yourself, you can't heal the world. So it's good to just kind of choose what works for you. Know that we're going through it too, right? And this is something we're all coming together and that we're calling in the circles um, and the tribe to really come together at this and we're doing it you guys you're doing it every day you get up and you get out of bed and you say yes to yourself yes to yourself over and over again to the sun to the moon to the stars to the planet inside outside below above emotions are cool thanks so much for tuning in with us today we are so blessed to be able to get to speak with you we will catch you next week yeah have an amazing time ending the broadcast